Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, Lake Baikal Humanoids. That's correct, Lake Baikal Humanoids. Now what I really like about this story is it combines a lot of different uh, UFO aspects. You have uh, underwater submersible objects, you have uh, aliens, and you have contact with humans. Now this article comes to us from downthetubercarberhole.com, written March 21st, 2019. The title is, The Russian Navy Divers Who Were Attacked by Aquatic Aliens, Lake Baikal Humanoids. And then, of course, that is uh, a pretty well-known large deep lake there uh, in the southwest of what used to be the Soviet Union. Uh, I have articles to the links at the website, ufowarning.com. You can also go to Twitter. When you go to Twitter, go ahead and do a follow-back. I've also linked a, a short documentary that came out on a quest about this subject. I thought it was really interesting. You, could, you can go to ufowarning.com and just watch it embedded right there. Now, this article begins, it says, Located in southeastern Serbia, toward Mongolia's border, sits the planet's oldest and deepest lake. Nearly one quarter of Earth of the Earth's fresh water is contained here. You see, we're talking about something the size of the Great Lakes when you're getting to that amount of fresh water. Astonishing depths of over 5,000 feet have been measured in certain areas. Now think about that. A mile deep, a freshwater lake, a mile deep. And you know, I think uh, in the Great Lakes, the deepest points you're getting to are maybe five, 600 feet. So a mile deep is it's just pretty much unheard of for a freshwater body. It says, A myriad of unique plant and animal species inhabit the frigid territory, many of which exist nowhere else in the world. Scientists estimate this massive basin formed as an ancient rift valley more than 25 million years ago. For centuries, Lake Baikal has been home to a plethora of unexplained phenomena. Locals claim countless peculiar UFO encounters frequently occur within this remote region of Russia. Some theorize an extraterrestrial base is lurking beneath the picturesque exterior. Well, you could hardly think of a better place to hide a UFO than in 5,000 feet of water. It says one of the most bizarre reports occurred in 1982 during a routine Soviet military training dive. While navigating the foreboding aquatic realm, Navy personnel noticed anomalous figures swimming nearby. Perplexed, they watched in bewilderment as several curious creatures approached them. Despite being stationed at a depth of over 164 feet, these humanoids wore no modern equipment. Each donned tight-fitting metallic suits, complete with a helmet-like apparatus, completely covering their heads. Upon closer inspection, troopers noticed the aliens were nearly 10 feet tall. However, the colossal lake dwellers soon disappeared back into the murky abyss. Now, you can imagine just being underwater. If you've ever done any kind of scuba diving, you know that at 153 feet, it's pretty dark. And so they saw these creatures. I suppose there was just enough light down there in this fresh water. Obviously, there must not be 
the water has to be pretty clear to be able to see anything at 150 feet. I know the deepest that I've ever been is probably around 75, 80 feet, and it gets pretty murky there in a normal lake. So they have spotted these creatures, and after some after some observation, they realize that these things are about 10 foot tall, wearing these metallic suits. They don't see any kind of... Uh, uh, no air tanks on them, no buoyancy comp compensators, no respirators. It's just like these creatures, and they appear to be in a metallic suit with a helmet. It goes on, it says, Following the Erie run-in, <clears throat> the intrigued commander ordered his re recruits to capture a subsequentious alien. Seven scuba divers entered the glacial lake and began their herring descent. Soon after navigating... An elevator of declining temperatures, multiple entities emerged. Now, you can imagine this water's pretty cold. And as you go down each thermocline, usually around 10 feet or so, it's going to get a little chillier as you drop. I couldn't imagine what these guys must have been going through their head going back down into that water looking for a 10-foot-tall alien underwater. It seems like a kind of a high-risk operation to me. It says... Soon after navigating an elevator of declining temperatures, multiple entities emerged. One frogman attempted to catch the unearthly specimen in a large net. At that moment, all hell broke loose for the unsuspecting flotilla group. Suddenly, the non-human brutes fought back by shooting intense sonar waves from strange devices. A powerful force rendered every crew member unconscious and rapidly propelled them to the surface. Capulet catapulting upwards from extreme depths can have devastating effects on our bodies, resulting in a condition called the bends. Well, what happens is as you go down, the nitrogen compresses in your body, and then you have to come up slowly to allow allow your body time to expel it out through your uh, breathing. And so what would have happened is these guys, if they had been rendered unconscious, this is a little bit uh, shaky here to me because what happens is when you're diving, you have what's called a buoyancy compensator and you um, affect where you're at in the water, up or down, by how much air that you have in this buoyancy comp compensator. So the only way that they would have shot back up to the surface is if they would have shifted air from their tank into their uh, BC vest. That, and that would have propelled them upwards. So it wouldn't have been like they were just there and they suddenly shot to the surface. If they were shot to the surface, I mean, something physically had to happen because it's not natural for a person. When you have on a wetsuit, you have so much buoyancy that you have to have a weight belt around you. And then uh, in order to keep yourself from sinking to the bottom, you have this what's called a buoyancy compensator, which you fill with air and how much air in that. Is it, how much air is in that vest is what determines uh, how buoyant you are and uh, where you and where you are your you what depth that you'll maintain. So if they'd come down that far, that means they'd let enough air out of their BCs to to sink to that level, and then they would just stay there until they either let more air out of their BCs and went down further, or they increased the air in their BCs and went up further. So what could have been happened? I suppose, assuming this encounter is correct, is that these beings could have, I suppose, uh, aimed some sort of directed energy beam at them, maybe, that would have expanded the air in these vests, that would have caused them to go to the surface. But this article doesn't explain exactly, you know, what mechanism caused them to race back to the surface. 
because they're just like a submarine. I mean, your buoyancy is something that you control, so it, it, it doesn't just happen on its own. But that said, going from 150 feet to the surface um, could pretty much be a death sentence because you're releasing uh, the nitrogen is expanding rapidly and your body doesn't have a chance to respirate out. And so you end up with hemorrhages in the brain, uh, embolisms in all through your body, your muscle tissue. Uh, you can actually blow fillings out of your mouth. I mean, there's, you're, you're putting your body through such terrible changes at that quick of a rate of speed, uh, you, the likelihood that you're going to die is pretty high. And that's what happened, apparently. This is catapulting upwards from extreme depths can have devastating effects on our bodies, resulting in a condition often called the bins. Three of the squadron were seriously injured but did not succumb to this affliction. Their remaining fellows needed immediate transfer to a decompression chamber. Unfortunately, there was only one chamber in the region, and it was designed for merely two people at a time. Out of sheer desperation, four men entered simultaneously in an attempt to save their lives. Tragically, this last-ditch effort did not go as planned. Three individuals perished as a result of their superior's hasty decision. Those who survived the terrifying ordeal would be left with life-altering disabilities. Following this harrowing catastrophe, KGB agents ceased further attempts of USO, Unidentified Submerged Object Acquisition. For decades, the horrifying events which transpired remained hidden by high-ranking authorities. Vladimir Azaha, former Soviet naval officer and esteemed UFOologist, declared Russian government executives recently released that declassified files. Now, of course, this article was written a year ago. It says, in these documents, the Bacal aquanauts are described in great detail. Unsurprisingly, Navy commanders had been extensively monitoring numerous underwater vehicles navigating the lake. Such technological capabilities greatly intrigued them. If engineers could replicate the vessel's inconceivable speeds, un Unprecedented militaristic advantages would be gained. So it looks like what was happening here was that the Navy already knew that there were USOs in the area, and apparently this commander, uh, you know, quite stupidly commanded these guys to try to uh, abduct one of these aliens. I couldn't imagine a more risky proposition. Throughout the areas, throughout the eras, it says, Bacal has been no stranger to mysterious UFO activities. During the late 1950s, a TU-104 jet crashed into the lake after it was pursued by an unknown metallic vehicle. The frantic pilot radioed a distraught message to air traffic controllers, informing them of his alleged attack. According to informants, all staff on duty at the time were forced to sign non-disclosure agreements. Numerous community fishermen attested to viewing the frightening aerial attack. Anglers described how a silver flying saucer chased a plane until it plummeted into the water and disappeared from their sight. Despite considerable testimonies, no conclusive evidence or official records of this event have ever surfaced. Now, this is the kind of thing that was pretty common, I think, during the Soviet rule over Russia and all those countries around there. Uh, when you have a complete 
uh, control mechanism like the Soviet um, Union government was, a one-party system, it's easy to hide this kind of stuff. Now it goes on, it says, in April of 2009, the enigmatic the, the, the Siberian, okay, and I think earlier in the I think earlier in the uh, podcast I described that as the Serbian border. That, that was a misprint there, apparently. It's the Siberian border, so this is up north. The enigmatic Siberian sector made global headlines yet again. Astronauts aboard an international space station photographed two circular convection breaks thought to be produced by enormous aquatic crafts. One was located near the lake's center, while the other was positioned toward, toward Bacal's southern end. Both appeared to be created by something ascending beneath the thick, laden outer layer. The, third, the pair of disc-shaped crafts, cracks were perfectly symmetrical and astonishingly measure three miles in diameter. These immense fractures were so precise, making them impossible to manufacture or replicate. Certain researchers believe the NASA-produced images are evidence of spaceships emerging from the dark waters below. This reminds me of what um, that Navy pilot Captain Fravor was saying about seeing the bubbling and the frothing where the, where the uh, UFO Tic Tac was spotted at. A lot of times it seems like we're seeing these uh, UFOs operating in conjunction with USOs. And this sounds like this must have just been a massive craft that was either coming in or going out of Lake Bacal, photographed by NASA. That I'll have to look up. Yet another unsettling occurrence took place in 2011 when an alien body was discovered. Footage shows one... I cursed this resident guiding the cameraman toward a forested area. Atop the snow-covered ground lays a small extraterrestrial. And this is something I I guess I was unaware of. It possesses an enlarged cranium, opaque grayish body, and dark eyes blankly staring ahead. Something appears to have ripped off the creature's right leg. Amid this expletive-laden footage... Our winter-clad host explains how his dog sniffed out the captivating cadaver. Mere weeks before the chilling scene was filmed, dozens of villagers witnessed unidentifiable lights hovering above their homes. Conspiracy theorists, you know, would they be conspiracy theorists or conspiracy analysts, speculate a UFO crash may be responsible for the macabre Martian corpse. Well, that's a little... That's a little off-kilter, because how would you know it's Martian? Viewers are torn regarding the authenticity of the video. Some believe a genuine unknown species was uncovered, while others blame Crafty's cinematic hoaxers. And then the article continues here. It says, As time progresses, onlookers continue to be dazzled by the obscure skies. Intriguing incidents take place at staggering rates across the district's vicinity. And this technological era where most people are never without their smartphones, more of these perplexing craft are captured and shared via the web. Now that I can agree with, I mean, there's a lot of good UFO sightings that come out of Russia. The problem is the language barrier. You know, even though uh, you can say we're a globally connected world, when you get right down to it, it's hard for uh, even the best UFO videos to gain traction at least in the U.S., unless they're in English. I see this over and over.
and says, uh, more perplexing craft were captured and shared via the web. One such example happened in October of 2016 while spectators observed extraordinary green flashes above the rural town. Bystanders and experts alike were baffled by the unusual scene. Such remarkable sightings and otherworldly happenings have been caught, have even caught the eye of famed director Steven Spielberg. The film Tycoon intends to create a documentary and film titled Depth 211, which will explore the Bacal's baffling history. That's something else I didn't know about. Only four years ago, Prime Minister Dmitry Medvedev made a shocking announcement at the World Economic Forum. In his public statement, he lamented how the time has come for the world to know the truth about extraterrestrial visitors. In fact, Mr. Medvedev believes aliens are already living amongst us and have been doing so for quite a while. Even more brazen, the political leader warned if United States officials refused to come forward with the monumental information, Russian representatives will do so themselves. Given recent UFOlogy-related announcements and unveiled files, it is entirely plausible that the Kremlin is gearing up for full disclosure. Perhaps sooner than we may think, the astounding truth of interplanetary beings will finally be acknowledged by those who have known all along. Well, quite frankly, I don't, I don't think it's going to be interplanetary. I think it'll be interdimensional if anything happens. And secondly, I don't see, I just don't see Putin ever sharing something like that unless, unless you know, he's going to come on TV and say, "Hey, these guys are here. They put me in charge." You know, to think that the Russians are going to share this with the rest of the world to get back at the United States, um, I think is silly. And I think, I think I can say that with confidence because when you stop and think about the terms of disclosure and about the, the thought that some other country other than the United States could come out and give us disclosure. You need to put that in the context of what has happened in the last six months with this whole uh, COVID scam. They've got the entire world locked down. Now we find out that the food prices uh, in South America uh, are exploding, just like I predicted they would, because people were so scared they didn't, they, they didn't work. They're running out of food now. They're selling uh, surplus food, which really isn't surplus to China. Uh, the price of pork in China is up 95%. I just heard a fellow today talking about uh, Africa is actually facing real famine. Uh, up to 25 million people are expected to die uh, from lack of food. So if the, if the deep state is able to maintain that kind of control uh, over uh, a respiratory flu virus... I have a hard time imagining they're going to let go with uh, something like uh, ET. What we've, what we've seen in the last six months is how much control um, world government does have over us on a daily basis and how willing they are to uh, exercise that control. And so in light of that, I expect no disclosure as far as UFOs are concerned. This Lake Baikal thing, though, this is really fascinating, and I've kind of come across this in passing and never really done a lot of deep research into it. I think we need to do some more podcasts on it because uh, the stories of these underwater ET, uh, to me, is fascinating. And a lot of these uh, stories that happened during uh, the time of the Soviet Union are just now coming to the surface so the, the information is just now becoming available to where we can, we can really take a look at it and uh, analyze it. Now, I have links at the, at the site, ufowarning.com. Stop by the site and take a look. And there's some different videos on there. Also, there's a Bob Lazar video on there where uh, you have some body language experts talking about their take on the Joe Rogan Bob Lazar um, 
uh, interview. I thought that was fascinating too. And Bob's a topic that he's just out there, man. You can talk about him all day. Uh, you know, believe him or not believe him. These guys tended to be toward the not believe side. So I went ahead and I posted that kind of a long video there. And uh, we've got some sightings listed on the site. So a lot of cool stuff at the website ufowarning.com. And until next time, this is UFO Warning over and out.